secret bunker somewhere outside of Nashville, Tennessee. This is the award-winning podcast, Reality. Good evening, everybody, and thanks for listening tonight. As usual, I'm Sandman, and I'll be your guide through this strange realm of ghosts, cryptids, UFOs, aliens, conspiracy theories, and other unsolved mysteries that I like to call Parareality. Well, now that we've got the first month of 2022 over with, I guess it's safe to say that nothing's really changed. If you're like me, I know you're hoping that this pandemic will die down and we'll get to whatever the the, the new normal will be, but things haven't really changed much. But I think this Omicron variant is a sign that the virus is beginning to, to weaken as it mutates. So we may just have to wait until the spring to find out if this is the beginning of the end or not. Then maybe, just maybe, we can go back to taking our paranormal road trips again. I know a lot of you have already started doing that anyway because you, you're tired of, of waiting around for things to settle down and you just can't take it anymore. Trust me, I understand. Believe me. So as long as you're being smart about it and you're taking the proper precautions, you know, I, I say go for it. Why, why continue to stay cooped up and not go anywhere and do anything, especially when it's something that you love to do? <clears throat> Speaking of going for it, that's exactly what my special guest tonight has done. She's decided that she couldn't wait any longer to get back out there and take those paranormal road trips. So she started hitting the road again, and boy, does she have some stories to tell. Her name is Courtney, and she's a haunted travel blogger, paranormal investigator, and all-around spooky enthusiast from Buffalo, New York. Since October of 2020, she's been running the Instagram account called The Ghoul Guide, and updating curious minds on all the abandoned and haunted locations and ghost stories she comes across in her travels around the East Coast and the Midwest. She also has the honor of being my very first guest here of Season 16, and I can't wait for you to hear some of her amazing stories. And of course, as always, to learn more, you'll need to turn on, tune in, and find out. But before we get into all of that, listen to this. Aero Reality is a proud member of the Straight Up Strange Podcast Network. To learn more about all the awesome podcasts that are members of the Straight Up Strange family, go to straightupstrange.com and get strange. Hey, how would you like to be an agent of chaos? What is chaos? It's the knowledgeable apprentices of Sandman, and that's what I call my Patreon account members. I'm looking for new agents, and I'd love it if you'd sign up to become one. There are three levels of agents, and all are extremely affordable, $5 a month or less. Each level offers exclusive content, along with the ability to help create podcast episodes and even the chance to be a guest or a co-host. To learn more, head on over to patreon.com slash parareality. 100% of the proceeds from Patreon goes back into producing quality content for this podcast. 
You are listening to the Parareality Podcast, your information source for conspiracy theories, UFOs, the paranormal, and all things unexplained. New episodes drop the first Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time. Listen on your favorite podcast station. Turn on, tune in, and find out. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. Everybody, I have a very special guest on Parareality this evening, the first guest of 2020, as a matter of fact. Her name is Courtney, and she is a haunted travel blogger, paranormal investigator, and spooky enthusiast from Buffalo, New York. And since October of 2020, she's been running the Instagram account, The Ghoul Guide, and updating curious minds on all of the abandoned and haunted locations and ghost stories she comes across in her travels around the East Coast and the Midwest. So everyone, I want you to give a big welcome to Courtney. Courtney, thanks for being a guest here, the first guest of 2022 here on Parareality. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, It's such an honor to be the first guest of 2020. I'm 2022. (laughs) (laughs) I might have said 2020 myself. I can't remember now. <laughs> but Honestly, the years have all blended in together, so oh my I'm God. lucky I know what day it is. <laughs> I, I know, right? It's just been the last two years. It's just, you know, now, you, you, first of all, you, you can't go anywhere. Then you can go some places, and then you can't go anywhere, and then you can go everywhere. And now you don't know where you can go and what you can do. It's just, just weird. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for um, – uh, agreeing to be on the podcast and and as I just said you're the, the first guest of uh, 2022 so um, um, you know I'll send you some sort of little I'll send you an award or something I don't know I'm, I'm making it up. I'm just but so yeah thank you really for, seriously in all seriousness thank you for uh, appearing on the podcast and and um, I, I want to start off by asking you um, what exactly is the ghoul guide so the Google Guide is kind of like a passion project for me. Um, I've always been in like interested in the paranormal. Um, ever since I was little, it's kind of always just been like this weird constant in my life. And um, when we were forced to go inside for quarantine, I kind of got like, I guess you can say like a second wind and I kind of like started embracing the paranormal more and mm-hmm. one of one day like in the summer of 2020 I kind of sat and got this idea that you know I go to all these places and I love to write um so why not just like make an Instagram blog about it and um I gave myself the deadline to post in October yeah. and from October 1st on it's been like this crazy weird blog where I've just been updating all my travels and, you know, telling all these ghost stories and trying to bring everyone along with me. And this is just strictly like social media stuff. You don't have a a website for this, right? No, like this is just strictly social media as of right now. Um, I'm kind of working on a website so I can get like a little blog up and running. 
Um, but I've also been featured on Haunted History Chronicles, where I did write a blog about the new nice. haunt in Indiana. Oh, there's an okay. So I'm I'm going to keep that in in the background because I want to talk about that. <laughs> um, so right now, how can people um, besides Instagram? I guess you're the ghoul guide on Instagram, uh, correct? Is that your? <laughs> um, so if anyone's like interested, I am on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm mostly on Instagram and I'm just kind of like starting to branch out more. Okay. Um, like I said, like I just started this in 2020. So like I was just like starting to get my feet okay. on the ground running with it. So um, now I'm kind of like figuring out like what I really want to do with it. Okay. And uh, so it's uh, on all of your, your social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, is it I am the ghoul guide. The ghoul guide. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you want to. Ghoul guide all across the board. All right. If you, so if you want to find Courtney, she, just look up ghoul guide on what the social media account of your choice, basically. It's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So you said that you have kind of always been interested in the paranormal. It, can you, um, like, pick out the, like, maybe one event that, that really kicked it off for you? Like, why, what got you started with your interest? Um, so I would pick the first experience that I remember having. It was... It was in the middle of the night. I was probably around like seven years old. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night and looking out my bedroom window. And I saw this face in the bottom right corner. And it, it froze. Like I was frozen in fear because my bedroom was on the second story. And oh. there was absolute, absolutely no way anyone could get to that window like there was no ladder outside or anything like that um so I just remember being like frozen in fear and like yeah. what is that and I just like ran and hid behind something and I it felt like an eternity but it was probably only like a couple minutes yeah and I remember like peeking out behind something and then it was gone and oh. I never knew what it was I never knew who it was I can't really remember any features of it um, I just know that it scared me yeah. to no end, and it kind of just, like, sparked this little interest that was already there. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just something that I kind of carried with me all these years and never really oh. spoke about. And when I started the Ghoul Guide, I kind of, like, opened up with that experience. Mm -hmm. So it's been nice to, like, have that experience out there and, like, talk about. Yeah, kind of get it off your yeah. The weight off your shoulders, so to speak. Yeah, that's very similar to what uh, got me interested in the paranormal. So that's 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 cool to find someone that has a, a, a similar story. I I didn't have a face in the window or anything, but I I had when I was uh, I think it was around nine or ten years old. I had a uh, an experience where something walked into the threshold of my room. And uh, I I was awake, and I, I don't know what time of the of the night it was, but I was awake, and uh, <clears throat> my my mother uh, slept with a, a a nightlight on in the hall because she just doesn't like the dark, and so I had a very good view of my room, the hallway, and everything, and whatever was there 
you, you couldn't see, but you could hear. And it was very, very scary. Um, and that's kind of, that was my very first um, experience with anything. And I had kind of been a little interested in, in it before because my, my mother had a book on uh, the Bermuda Triangle. And I remember I was too young to, to uh, like, re- read the book and understand what was going on. But, but I, re- I remember I would all constantly look at the cover. The cover fascinated me, and I would, I would ask her about it. And so it's, it's very kind of we parallel in, in, our, in our interests. That's very cool to find someone who, who has a like – a, Yeah, and I love that you just brought <laughs> up the Bermuda Triangle because as, a, as, like, a kid, I thought that would be – more of a problem than what it actually was. <laughs> like I thought I was going to like run into the Bermuda triangle mm-hmm. and like hell was going to freak loose. And I've like never even stepped near the ground, <laughs> anywhere near it. I think but I've that was flown, always one thing that always uh, fascinated me too. Yeah. I, I think in, in some of my travels, I've flown in little corners of the, the Bermuda triangle, but obviously nothing's happened yet. So Knock on, knock on wood here. I'm fine. So, right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, tell me before I forget, uh, tell me about this new um, haunted place in Indiana. So um, just recently. It was this, Indiana, right? It, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry to cut um, you off. So just recently, it's okay. This place out in Indiana um, kind of opened up after sitting vacant for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called the Indiana State Sanatorium, and it held many lives. It held a couple lives before it ultimately closed in 2010. And since 2010, it has been sitting completely untouched. Um, And when I say that, I mean, like, you, you walk down the hallway there's still papers and memos hanging up on the walls. Wow. Um, behind the food line in the cafeteria, there is dietary restrictions held up. Um, so, like, you would go into these rooms and it'd be virtually untouched. And um, Destination Fear was the first crew that kind of um, got the chance to go in and investigate. And they also brought it into the paranormal world in the TV sense. Mm-hmm. So, it is like brand new the owner just got it in um december of 2020 and i believe destination fear went in in march to film and from march to august because i invested in august um only a handful of people really went in to like see what has been going on so no one really knows what is going on with the haunting um because it's just so brand new but there is something definitely there and you have investigated it yourself. Yeah. Um, so I actually had been very, very fortunate to spend an entire weekend on the ground. Wow. Um, we went, we got there on a Thursday and we left on a Sunday. And I remember pulling up, <laughs> it was like a horror movie scene uh. because I pulled up in probably like, 10 after midnight after driving for like nine hours. Um, I pulled off on a dirt, on a dirt road out of like, there was cornfields everywhere. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> um, but like, straight we investigated, out of a horror movie. Like, yeah, it was like 
straight out of a horror movie. And then my friend Steve was telling me, like, oh, there's tree snakes. The one building has been taken over by uh, turkey vultures. And I was like, I felt nine hours. Wow. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> turkey vultures are huge. I've never seen one, but I didn't even, like, go near those buildings that they were in. I didn't even want to touch it. <laughs> so... But, the whole ground, like the whole ground, I think we got access to six buildings. Yeah. And three of those buildings are connected. But then there was like a superintendent um, mansion or like a house. And then there is the mechanical or the, the mechanical building or like the laundry building and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's definitely worth the drive and it's definitely worth to check out. Um, if you, this is, this probably might like might be like your first time hearing about it, but it definitely is not going to be your last. So, how did you gain access to this place? How, how are you, how are you able to to be one of the first people to do this, to investigate this place? Um, so, I have been very fortunate to link up with my friend Steve. Um, you may know Steve. He was on Destination Fear for the Saratoga, Saratoga County Homestead episode. Um, he's the property manager for that, and he also owns a event company called Hot and Nice. So I kind of jump along on there and like help him run his events. Okay. And so he rented it out for the entire weekend. And um, it was us, a couple of friends, and whoever bought tickets for the events that we kind of just had access to the ground from, I want to say, like 6 o'clock p.m. to 6 a.m. So the owner will rent this out to you what was that i said the the owner of this this place will rent it out to to people oh yeah um all you have to do is search them on facebook i believe they're called just haunted indiana uh, state sanatorium and you can rent out this building for yourself wow um i know that they do a different uh different options to it you can do like photo tours. You can just do tours if you don't want to really sink in and do like the paranormal stuff. Because I will say we had stuff happen in the daylight hours. Um, okay. So no matter like where you're going for this, like you'll get activity. But check them out on Facebook. Um, they should have like a calendar. And then you can see like what dates are open, if they're doing any dates and stuff. And yeah. you can just jump on and see this massive place for yourself. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at uh, their Facebook page right now, as a matter of fact. Um, it's not that um, expensive to do it Sunday it, through really Thursday. Wow. I mean, if it, you're um, doing it by I yourself, it's it's not feasible. Uh, well, it, it is, but I wouldn't yeah. want to pay that. But I'm not going to say how much it, it is on the air, but. Yeah, but I mean, if you get like a group of your friends yeah. to go and rent it out for a whole night, you yeah. will be in for it, and it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah, that is, huh? Well, I'm just gonna have to like this page here. Let me do that right now before <laughs> I forget about that. Yeah, and if you like really want to like kind of get like a glimpse of like what this place is and like what's it about, mm-hmm. um, the Destination Fear episode is on Discovery Plus. I highly recommend it just to like kind of get like a visual visual of the whole place and yeah. like what I'm talking about. 
I, 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 I've seen it. I, I saw that um, as you were talking about it and you said Destination Fear was there. I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that episode. Yeah. <clears throat> it, I, like, that episode was so cool, mainly because I never had the chance to, like, go to a new haunt before everyone, like, before, like, the world saw it, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that whole weekend out there and then you know like sitting at home seeing like the place on tv it was so cool to be like oh i was there and i had that experience there <laughs> wow that's that you are really lucky to get to you know be one of the first people to experience something like, like that so what were you um able to to capture so we we had a lot of weird things happen. Um, on the first like night we really investigated, um, we kind of split up into groups and we were going to try something. Um, I believe the floor we were on in like the psych ward, we were on the third floor. And I think that was for the women who couldn't be around men. So the women in the group that we had, we all piled ourselves into a room while mm-hmm. the guys stayed in like a little lobby area and try to do like an EP session. So I shut the door and I, it didn't shut by itself. So I was holding it shut. And <laughs> probably about five minutes of me holding it shut. The door gets pushed on. And as if something was like opening it on me. And I just remember like holding my hand on the doorknob and like watching the door open towards me. And I looked at my friend, Deanna. <laughs> Deanna was like, oh my God, she's not doing that. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So we had that happen. And then that like really freaked me out. Cause I expected like one of the boys to be there being like, oh, hey, we're done. But like when I pulled open the door that was like opening, like no one was there. Wow. That is, that's scary. Um, Yeah. It it definitely was like, okay, like what is going on? And that same night, we were we were wrapping up probably around like five forty-five. We had a like a couple people out of the gate, and as we got in the car, my friend Steve was driving, and I jumped in the back seat, and he was like, you know, I didn't really think the place was active tonight, and he like he was just talking a whole bunch of crap, and out of nowhere, we heard this, and. He slammed on the brake. Um, Steve and Dylan, who were who was also in the front seat, they both looked back at me like, "Why'd you say hey?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" So we we heard a disembodied voice in our own car. Wow. Yeah, I mean that never happened, but that was like really freaking us. Yeah, it's, that's almost like uh, something followed you out. Yeah, um, but like it was, it was just weird. Uh, like I never, like I didn't really hear the hey. I just remember them slamming on their brakes and asking mm-hmm. me what was going on. Yeah, I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" And they were like, "You didn't say anything." I was like, "No, I was looking at my phone real quick." And they was like, "Oh my god!" But um, I would say like the craziest thing that happened there was um, are you familiar with the F discussion? I'm sorry, so the what? Are you familiar with, like, the Estes method? 
Vaguely, yeah. When it like vaguely, vaguely. Okay, so for, for all those who don't know what the Estes session is or the Estes method, it's basically listening to a spirit box, but instead of listening to it out loud, you someone has noise canceling headphones on, mm-hmm. and it pumps the spirit box through that, and whoever is listening to it is sitting there blindfolded. So anything, so they really can't see anything that's happening in front of them. They can't hear whatever is being asked or whatever is being talked about. And they're basically just shouting out whatever they hear through the headphones coming through the spirit box. So I, it's like one of my favorite experiments to do. I think they're so fun. And I remember sitting in like sitting next to a patient room in the hospital, like the nursing home wing that was there. And it felt like a hospital day was passing me by. And I was just waiting outside, like waiting for, waiting to visit someone, I guess you could say. Um, I felt like the rumbling of like a cart moved past me mm. as I did this. And one of the things that scared me the most was that all the static in my one headphones left. And clear as day, a little old lady spoke into like the spirit box or in the headphones and it was clear and it said, are you new here? Oh. And I remember just being like, wait, what? Like, and I had to like take my head, like my blindfold off for a quick second to make sure like no one was next to me because it was that clear. And it's very unusual to get um, more than like one or two words through a, a spirit box session as well. So to get a complete sentence is, is great. Yeah. It, it definitely stopped me in my tracks for a minute. And, you know, whenever I do like the, the sessions and like, I pull myself out, I really don't remember anything that it said. Um, you know, there's sometimes there's like a few key phrases that I remember, but nothing has stuck out to me quite like that. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if she was talking to me or if I don't know if she was talking to like all the other friends that we had going or that was there that night, but it was definitely something that like stopped and made me think and still has me thinking. Yeah. She was definitely talking to somebody, obviously. (laughs) So what are some of uh, your other favorite places that you've managed to, to go to? managed to gather up a couple of favorite places this year. Um, one of them is called the Saratoga County Homestead. It was also featured on Destination on Destination Fear. And it is an old TB hospital out in the middle of the woods near the Anirondack in New York. Mm. And it is one of the most terrifying places that I've walked into. Um, I don't there's like a mixture of things. The The building is, I want to say like 80 years old. Mm-hmm. It's been set on fire at least three times. And it's just like a shell of its former self. But yet somehow it's still holding on. And you have the elements coming in, but you also have the wildlife mixed in. Not to mention the total darkness that engulfs the place once the sun sets. And then you also have the lingering spirits that are there. Um, so it's just like a mixture, but. That sounds it, like something out of Friday been, the 13th. Yeah. 
um, <laughs> it, it really is scary. And a lot of people, like, I say that, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, you go to scary places all the time, but, but like, this place is terrifying. <laughs> and what, what, um, like, what, what did you have happen to you while you were there? So, while we're there, um, I've done a couple cleanup days there. So, we're trying to get, like, the building kind of, like, restored. So, so like, people can do investigations there and come and visit it. But it just has to get cleaned up a little bit. So, during cleanup days, we'll hear, we'll hear walking. We'll hear, you know, we'll hear voices that belong to people that just aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen shadows out of the corner of our eyes. And more recently, they've been kind of getting, I want to say, ballsy, I guess you can say. Okay. Um, like, they're, they're showing themselves more to us. Um, the basement is definitely the worst place for me. Um, it's just dark and creepy. If you, um, we, whenever we go out there, we kind of do, like, Instagram live investigations. Because I, I don't film, like, I don't do YouTube or anything. So, like, going on live, it's kind of like, hey, just come hang out with us. Yeah. And the last time, like, the second to last time we were there, we were on live. And we, you know, we had people telling us that they heard, you know, breathing that wasn't coming from us. Um, there were seeing shadows behind us. In the basement, we went lights off. And after our eyes adjusted, I remember getting, like, this really weird feeling that I shouldn't look over my left shoulder. And I was, like, I was terrified. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. And I remember looking over, and there was this dark shadow that went up to, like, the threshold um, of the walkway. And I quickly turned around, and I was like, it's okay, it's okay. It's just, like, the cutout. It's just graffiti. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) So I was, like, trying to, like, rationalize it with myself. Yeah. And my friend was, like, across the way, and he was looking at us. And I guess he saw something move to the right of Dylan, which was to the right of me. And he saw a shadow move, so he asked Dylan to move. And Dylan moved the other way, and he goes, oh, no, that was something. So I go, Ooh. can we please, like, turn the lights on? <laughs> I flipped on my flashlight. I instantly turned around to, like, the threshold, and I stood there for 10 minutes going there's nothing there like there was nothing that could have made the shadow that I saw there was no cutout there was no graffiti like I know what I saw and the only explanation I have is that whatever was standing next to me walked behind me and Dylan stood next to Dylan and then walked away which she saw thinking it was Dylan Mm. that's <laughs> wow. <clears throat> it's, yeah. That's... And um that same night I actually I think I have this on my Instagram like real somewhere. Um I actually got an EDP of the spirits there calling me out. <laughs> Ooh, okay. When you say calling yeah, it, it calling you weird. out, what were they what were they saying? Um so we we put our DR60 all the way in, like, the children's wing, and we left it there completely alone for probably about, like, five, ten minutes. And when we got it back, we we listened to it, and after, after Steve and I walked away, you can hear two distinct male voices go, 
there's a girl with them. There's a girl there. Clear as day. And we were the only three in the building. Okay. Well, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. uh, That's, that's pretty good evidence there. I mean, if you're the only three. Now you said DR fifty. Yeah. Isn't that like an old um, um, um? I keep wanting to say recorder. Tape. Yeah, I keep wanting to say tape recorder. <laughs> I'm showing my age, I, but it's not a digital recorder. <laughs> Isn't that an older model um, digital yeah. recorder? Yeah. Um. So it's it's from Panasonic. It's like this square looking recorder, and it it came on the scene because people were getting like these recorders for like college lectures and you know for whatever reason and when they would play it back they began to hear things that weren't there and they were hearing voices and things get picked up that you know didn't happen at that time so you know people they kind of just like threw them away and when like ghost hunters and stuff came onto the scene they started using those for, you know, their EVP sessions. And with, you know, like the TV scene, they kind of took off and they're so much money. They're ridiculous. <laughs> um, I think I found one on eBay for, I think it's going for like four grand. Um, wow. So like they are a hot commodity, but you can use any digital recorder. You don't need like that fancy pants one. <laughs> So what what uh, what kind of equipment do you use when you do your investigating? Um, so I'm I'm terrible because I I just like I started when there really wasn't any equipment. So I'm the type of person that has equipment but just forgets to use it. Uh. <laughs> so whenever I do use equipment, it's always like a digital recorder. We we take out the Ovulus three. Um, I love the spirit box for the Estes sessions and the Estes method. Um, we also use the music box, which I hate with a passion because I just think it's the creepiest <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, but yeah, we kind of—I don't know—we kind of use like a whole handful of things just to like see what what gets used and what doesn't. But I am definitely one that just forgets about that equipment all the time. Do you use do you do you use a uh, night vision video or infrared? Um, I I have a camera that I do use infrared on, but I get I will say that I get way too caught up in the moment mm-hmm. with these things that I forget to film, and I'm lucky to like remember to film for stuff on my phone for like Instagram <laughs> and stuff. It's just so much fun, like. A lot of people have asked, like, if I'm ever going to do YouTube or, like, start filming the videos and just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I just, I have so much fun just hanging out in these buildings that I don't really need to, like, film anything. Yeah, but, I'm um, very uh, much in this, the same way that you are. I I, I have I have equipment. I, I, I don't, first of all, I, I don't believe in going in there with, like, you know, a ton of equipment. Like what you see, you know, on, on these TV shows, you know, I don't, I don't believe in going in there with a ton of equipment, but I am more along with you. I just mainly go for the experience, not necessarily because I'm, I'm wanting to document 
every single little bitty thing that happens to me. I'm I'm just more about the experience of everything. Yeah. Like, I, I've come to realize that I really, really enjoy the thrill of it all. Um, I know a lot of people won't say that. I don't know why, but the thrill I get of getting scared when it comes in these buildings is, like, next level. And it's very addicting. It's very fun. But, I yeah, I, I don't know. I just kind of, like, like going into these buildings and, you know, sitting in a room for 40 minutes and, you know, just, letting the building open up to you mm. and you know yeah. you get comfortable in their space and they get comfortable with you and mm-hmm. you know you'd be you'd be amazed to see like what happens when you know like you're not investigating and this recently happened to us at madison seminary um back in september we we did like, this private hunt and we know adam and becca so we so we got in there a little early and it was just three of us and we were up in the asylum and me and my friend Deanna, we were playing a game of checkers on the floor. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Mark was rolling around in one of the wheelchairs, taking a whole bunch of videos and stuff. And we, we just weren't investigating. But as I remember, like as we were playing checkers, her husband was in the wheelchair re- recording something and he played it back. And in that recording on his phone, you can hear a clear as day EVP coming from it. So like we had no equipment out. All we had was our phones and we still ended up catching something. Which is great because that's really when you get, in my opinion, the best evidence is when you're really not trying to get any evidence. Exactly. Yeah. And then like we, I think we like did like a little, like we, we did like a little EVP session out of that and, we got some incredible responses, but like even even after that, um, I want to say yeah. In in November, I had the chance to close out my quote unquote season at Madison, mm-hmm. and we were doing an event for Pawn and Knife, which is Steve's event company that I jump onto, and we lost a piece of equipment the night before. So the three of us, we we walked the halls. Just try in the morning after we slept over, just trying to like figure out where this piece of equipment would be. And we each took a floor. So I got the second floor and she got the third, Mark got the fourth. And no one told me that once you once you were done checking the floor, we were gonna go back downstairs. I thought we were just gonna keep meeting up with each other on the floors. Mm-hmm. So like I was just going around taking pictures and doing all this stuff. And as I was on the third floor, I could hear things up in the asylum happening. So I just assumed it was Mark and Deanna up there hanging out, doing whatever they were doing. So I go to the only staircase that goes, that connects in that wing. And the second I pass over the threshold and my foot steps on the first stair that goes up towards the asylum, I get a text message on my watch from Deanna saying, hey, we're going to breakfast to save a table. We'll see you there. And I was like, wait, what? I stood there quietly looking up at the empty staircase. And the only thing that rang, that rang from it was silence. So I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I ran back down, wow. found them, and like opened up the door to the lobby where we all were. And there was Mark and Deanna like, with their hands on the door getting ready to leave. And I was like, 
you guys weren't just upstairs, were you? And they were like, no, we've been down here for at least like five minutes. Oh. <laughs> that is spooky. Yeah. And like, I I will say that I hate going off by myself. It's, it's something that I'm working on. But <laughs> um, like in the morning, it was fine. I was just like, you know what? Just take all your pictures, take your video. It's cool. And like, hearing all this stuff like movement and door thing and i was like oh it's just mark and dan it's fine and i'm like oh no <laughs> it's not fine <laughs> well that that kind of uh i was going to ask you if you do your your adventures if you go on them by yourself but obviously you you don't you have friends that that go with you i guess yeah so for the most part i kind of go off by myself and um, I just meet up with friends. Um, so, like, if we're all, like, I, I drive alone to most of the places. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some investigations, like, some cemeteries and, like, just some random content that I'll do alone. But um, when it comes to, like, investigating, I kind of just, like, have a group of, like, a core four that I hang out with. Yeah. And we just mix, like, we just mix and match people who come in and every, and everything. So, I kind of like have a group, and I kind of don't. So the the people that your core four, so are, are I guess they're people who are paranormal investigators themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a, a, a group of friends or any friends at all that that aren't into this whole paranormal stuff that you're into? Do the and they think you're like weird or anything? Yes, and that is kind of why I made my Instagram, because I was getting really sick of not being able to, like, go to these places, and, you know, I just kind of, like, wanted those friends to have this, like, spook, like have all these spooky adventures with, because everyone I know, like, all my work friends, some of my family, mm-hmm. um, and all my other friends, you know, they'll come with me, but some of them also put up such a resistance to it, which I understand. I mean, there's not a lot of people out there who want to spend a night in a cold, haunted place mm-hmm. hoping that they get the Jesus scared out of them. Exactly. But... Exactly. I have <laughs> I have the same problem as is I you know I have uh, um, some friends that just aren't aren't into it, and <clears throat> you know they'll. If if I twist their arm hard enough, you know they'll probably go with me somewhere. But you know it's not this it's not the same thing as taking people who are really enthusiastic about being there. You know, yeah, exactly. Um, I like I always try to get them because as weird as it sounds, I will go and do haunted abandoned buildings. I will go in the middle of night and do things that no one wants to do. But yet I won't go into like a haunted attraction, like a haunted house. Um, those scared like the, <laughs> the the living crap out of me. So when someone's like, "Do you want to go to the haunted houses?" So I'll be like, "Um, do you want to go to a real haunted place?" <laughs> <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense to me. But <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't know why. Like, yeah, the the. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where to where to where to start with that one. <laughs> so, it's, 
Oh, go, I, I don't go know. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> so where is the, the like you're you're uh, in New York, so where is the furthest place that you've gone to do an investigation? Um, I think it is, I'm going to say, I think it's Waverly Hills. Um, I had the chance to finally cross that off my bucket list this year. And oh. I, I want to say that was a 10 hour drive, but that's also competing with Indiana and because yeah. Indiana was like a nine hour drive. So one I, of those two have been the longest. I, I wish I had known that you were doing Waverly Hills because I totally would have met you there. Cause it's only a couple of hours drive for me from Nashville. Man. Yeah. My, um, so my friend Steve, he like, we honestly just met on Instagram last year and we've kind of just, we've done a whole bunch of investigations and he put out this call on his Instagram story and was like, Hey, I'm booking a Waverly Hills day message me if you want in. And I think within like five seconds of him posting that, I was like, I'm in. What's your Venmo? Here's the money. Like, just take it. I'm in. No, <laughs> no questions asked. Take all my money, please. Um, yeah. Yes. And um, so that I, I did that. I did a night there. And I, and like the, the day before, I did like a historical, like daytime tour to kind of mm-hmm. like get all like the jitters out and like get like the daytime pictures and stuff. Yeah. But that, that investigation was bananas. <laughs> so I've investigated Waverly Hills twice, and uh, I've had some some freaky things happen to me while I was there. Um, one of the freakiest was all of the shadow people that that roam the hallways. Yes. Who? Yes. At one point, I remember it was up on the fourth floor. I remember looking down the hallway. And I was frozen because we had like we had our whole group up there, and everyone was kind of like checking out the the porches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just so dead set on this this hallway, and I remember staring at it. And a friend just like poked their head out, and I grabbed their arm. I was like, "Please look down there, and please let me know you're seeing this." And we ended up seeing a shadow walk towards us. And the closer it got, like, the more I, like, gripped her arm. And I was like, oh, my God, like, is this really happening? Uh, I'm like, I knew there were shadow people here, but I didn't know they'd, like, walk up on you. And someone, like, called our names, and we, like, looked over, and we looked back real quick, and it was gone. Oh, wow. On my first, I think, yeah, it was my first investigation there, uh, one of my group, um, we actually um, wound up splitting up, which, you know, you're technically not ever supposed to do, you know. But we decided we were going to, like, cover more ground that way, and we kind of split up. And um, one of our our group was on one of the, the balconies. I can't remember which floor it is. I think it was maybe on the fourth floor. And this, it wasn't a shadow person. She described it more as a, a black mass type thing. Uh, just, it didn't attack her, but it kind of rushed at her. And it just <laughs> scared the hell out of her. It, to the point to where 
she uh, backed up against the wall and just kind of sank down on the on the floor there and stayed there and didn't move. And so, oh yeah, we were gone for, I don't know, and when we split off, we, we were gone for maybe 20 minutes, something like that. You know, I mean, it wasn't all that long of a time. But when I came back and she was there, um, she was hella pissed for at at everybody for leaving her there and we you know we just kind of walked walked off and left her and it wasn't one of those things where like oh we're gonna all split up and cover more ground this way it's not like something we discussed it was just like we just kind of did it yeah and she was all kinds of pissed off so we had to spend a a little bit of time making that up to her but that was probably uh, one of the, the freakiest things that happened while I was there, but and we did have in our pictures from that investigation, we had a really weird thing happen. I've never heard of this happen to anyone before, and I've never had it happen to me since. But there was in in pictures, there was a succession of pictures where there is a. I don't know how else to describe it except there is a skull that is visible in the background. And it's the same oh. it's the same skull. <laughs> and it's in like three or four pictures. And and, That's and it, so weird. Yeah, and, and what's even more weird is that it's not like three or four pictures in the same room. It's three or four pictures in three or four different locations in the sanatorium and there there is a skull and it's really weird so i don't know what that's all hmm. about but I've, <laughs> I've never heard of of you know anyone having anything like that before no at, at, i at never heard favorite. i never so, heard of that yeah so i don't know it is it's really weird but but waverly hills was uh it was on my it was number one on my bucket list for for many many years and oh. Yeah, definitely worth it. Definitely and, worth it. Yo, that's the first thing I tell anyone. It's like they're like, "Oh my god, I want to go." I'm like, "It is worth the wait. Like, it's worth the wait. Like, you can yeah. wait. I waited 20 years. It is worth it." <laughs> <laughs> and and my thing is that like, if we didn't have anything happen that night, I would have just been happy to be there. I like in my heart, that place is mm. haunted. I, it doesn't have to prove it to me. I know it's haunted. Yeah, like, me it's too. Fine. But, yeah. like, everything we had happened there was just, like, the cherry on top of it all. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Did, you, did you guys do the Waverly Challenge? No, I don't think that was a thing when we were there. Because I, I saw that you, oh, you wrote man. about that on your Facebook page. Um, but that yeah. that was not, like, a thing when we went. Man, I wonder when it started. I, but I don't we, know. So We had, like, two groups of three doing it. Um so tell everybody and, what the Waverly Challenge is in case there are people who don't know, such as myself. Okay. So the Waverly Challenge is this fun little solo challenge that basically, there, you know, there's a couple different versions of it. But, like, the first version I heard is that one person, like, you go in one by one. One person goes in, and they have to walk the entire building um, floor to floor end to end all the way up until the fifth floor and then you're supposed to put a post-it note or a note there and then come back down and 
you know, the next person goes up, they do the same thing. They grab the notice proof and come down and you keep going until everyone's done. Um, Sounds like it could so, take a long time. You, oh, it, yeah. So it, it kind of takes a long time. Um, and you have to do this all without a flashlight, <laughs> which okay. is just terrifying. But um, How are you supposed to find the, the post-it note? Right? That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> but um, at the end of the night when we went, there was, uh, we ended up going in groups of three because I think we only had like 45 minutes left. And we had probably about like this weird hour and a half of just crazy things happening that we kind of like didn't want to be alone. Yeah. So it was three people they kind of they heard noise and they're like oh we're gonna go see what it was and we had no idea they were even gonna start the challenge so three of them started from the fifth floor and they were gonna go down Mm -hmm. and we were like we we thought we were gonna do it with them but then we're like no let's just do it by ourselves so it was me and two other girls we started from the first floor and went to the fifth and so we were gonna meet the guys in the middle on the third um Come to find out, as they were waiting on the fifth floor for us, they saw a flashlight beam in the staircase, and they heard my voice coming up, like coming up the stairs. They gave it a minute, and then I never showed up. And probably about like two minutes after that, I walked them saying, hey, we're about to start the challenge on the first floor. Where are you guys? Oh no. So that yeah. So that whole night, I don't know what was going on, but everyone's voice was getting mimicked. And really? Oh it, God. it's the strangest thing to me because I I have such a distinct voice. Um, especially like a distinct laugh. And for anyone for anything to like replicate that, it's just really weird to me. It's it's just really sketchy. like it's really weird. Um See, so we didn't have walkie talkies when we went in. We we had one walkie talkie. So we like the guys had one and then we had one. Okay. And we met them up on the third floor. But as we were on the third floor, we were waiting for them. So I was like, Oh, let's let's shut our lights off, let's get our eyes adjusted. And, you know, we kind of stood there and we looked down and you know, we heard something. And we have this crazy EVP of this all happening because I had no idea my friend Sharice was actually recording us. Mm-hmm. So we're all standing there and we hear someone. So we start walking towards it. And in the EVP, it picks up someone to the right of me going, I think it said, hey, or hello. Or it was, no, no, it said it was me. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. It said it was me. Huh. And I heard it with my own ears. Sharice heard it with her own ears. But the other girl that was with us, she didn't hear it at all. So me and Sharice stopped dead in our tracks and were like, what was that? Like, is there a girl with you guys? And they were like, because they were coming down the hallway. So the other group said, oh, yeah, Hannah's with us. And throughout the EVP, you can hear our, like, processing this. We're like, oh, okay, let's just her. No big deal. And the guys quickly go, she didn't say anything. But when we replayed the EVP and the second I heard that it was me, I was like, oh shit, that's Hannah. Like that's definitely Hannah, like Hannah's voice. But 
everyone, like Steve, Dylan, and Hannah herself, they all swear up and down. She did not say a single word. Wow. I have never heard <laughs> of anyone consistently having, like, their group um, mimicked like that before. Yeah. It was it was so weird. Like, it, it happened all night, and I remember someone getting so annoyed because they just thought they were being loud. Like they were being loud and they were coming to join with us, but then like, they'd never show. They were like, what the hell is happening? And it, it was just a phenomenon that we had happened all night long. Like I remember that at the one point we were hearing voices and I was like, guys, guys, you have to tell us where you are. Like we have, like, we're trying to like figure something out. And like, no one said anything. And like five minutes later, we get a call. Like, why were you guys yelling? We're oh, like, man. what the hell? Like, we heard you guys. <laughs> oh, man. That's, yeah, that that has got to be all kinds of frustrating. Yeah. I'm, but yet exciting at the same I know, time. But yeah, I was just going to say, like, it, I've probably told all these Waverly stories, like, a handful of times since that March date. Mm-hmm. So I am eagerly awaiting um, this spring when we go back again. Oh, so you're going back this spring. I want, I want to, yeah, I'm going back for possibly three dates in a row. Um, wow. My two friends, or my, yeah, my two friends, they rented out two dates. And then Steve is doing a date with um, people he opened it up to on Instagram again. So, they're, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm hoping for some real good stuff these these dates. Well, you'll have to to let me know um, when when those dates are, and if I if I can swing it, man, I I will uh, I'll I'll crash your party. I'll come up there. Tell tell Steve to hold a <laughs> hold a spot for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can message him and see what's up. I don't I'm not involved in that group chat, so I don't know like who's all in on that date, but I know that there's definitely going to be a party one night with just a whole bunch of people wanting to experience everything we uh, experience. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, after we get finished here, I'll email you <laughs> and you, you can, you can give me Steve's Instagram account. Sounds like a plan. So we're running out of time and real quick before we go, um, I know that, um, we have a mutual friend, Amanda Woomer, right? Mm-hmm. Who is um, runs the the website Spook Eats, and she is a phenomenal human being. Um, I I love Amanda to death, and she is um, a big paranormal enthusiast. She's uh, um, done a lot of investigating herself. As a matter of fact, Spook Eats is how to describe it where it's it's where she goes to haunted uh inns taverns bars restaurants and uh basically mm-hmm. has a, has a meal and and then does an investigation and um she is a she's been on the the podcast a couple of times where I've interviewed her and uh her latest passion project is um trying to bring about uh more recognition for women in the paranormal field. And she uh, has authored several books 
And one of the things that she's done here lately with this this passion project of hers is is um, gather stories from female um, paranormal investigators, uh, non-paranormal investigators, women who've just had something weird happen to them, and collect it in a volume of, of stories, and it's called The Feminine Macabre. And you were in, there's, there's, I know, two volumes, and I think there's a third one coming out, and you have been in, in the first volume, right? And you're going to be in the, in the third as well? Yeah. So I have been one of the very fortunate uh, writers to be in the first volume of the book, and um, I am going to also be featured in the third coming out in March. Can you, um, with without giving away too much, can you tell us what your your um, story is going to be about? Is that possible? So I'll tell you that my first story that was accepted in Volume One mm-hmm. is about a kind of morbid um, device that was brought about from fear in the okay. Victorian age. And you might have heard it. You might have heard of it. It is this little bell that rings in the night um, and kind of gave us the term graveyard shift. So um, okay. I don't want to give too much away on that one because that one was a fun, fun little article to write. Okay. Um, but go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just I was, I was just saying, uh, yeah, I'm just. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, and then the third, the the one that I wrote for the volume coming out in March, um, it is kind of about a dangerous game, a dangerous occult game. Okay. And this is uh, coming out in March, the third, the volume three, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's going to debut sometime in March. And where can people pick up copies of the Feminine Macabre? So you can pick up copies uh, through Amanda herself. She has them on her Etsy account. Um, you can just go to Spookies, and you can find all her stuff on the website or on her Instagram. But if you don't want to do that, you can also find it on Amazon. Sweet. Well, I have yet to um, get a copy of the Fenner Macabre, so I have to. And I keep, I keep saying. Man, I gotta. Every time I see something when she posts, like on on Twitter or whatever, I'm like, "Damn it, I forgot. I was gonna buy that book and I forgot to buy it." So <laughs> I have to make sure I get on that because I want to support uh, my friend Amanda, and um, I do want to, um, you know, support everybody in the world of the paranormal. And and if you take a look at it, Courtney. I think there are definitely more women than men who are involved in the paranormal, but for whatever reason, uh, all of these paranormal TV shows that, that are so popular these days focus mainly on the, the, the masculinity side, you know, the masculine side of things for what, for whatever reason. And, um, I, I think that um, Amanda is definitely onto something here, and um, she's got a good cause and she's got a good thing going on. So, uh, definitely want to support her and you and all the other women in the field of the paranormal. So, I'm I'm glad to see that you are uh, helping her with that. So, 
Good on you for that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of weird how like this whole field has become like a quote unquote boy show, yeah. I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, hopefully with the way that the world is kind of changing and you know, yeah. um we start seeing more of the people who want to have a voice in this field, you know, who have the stories and who have, you know, experiences that just get overshadowed because, you know, they're not on paranormal TV or, you know, they're not somehow famous through this way or, you know, just whatever. Mm -hmm. But Amanda has really, really found something. And I absolutely hope this stays around for a very long time because I do too. Um, just the entries in the book coming from various different like walks of life and, you know, cultures and different everyone's like everyone's different beliefs. It's very, it's a very often thing to be a part of. And um, I, I said this ever since I got into the first book, it has been a project that I have been so proud to be a part of. And I am so honored to have even been, like, been thought of for this. So I, I hope the Femme Macabre or Cabaret is around for a very long time. I think that it will be, especially if Amanda continues to have anything to do with it. Because once she gets an idea for something in her head, man, it just doesn't <laughs> leave. I mean, it's, it's bam, it stays there. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> So once again, um, thank you, Courtney, for being on Periality. It's been a real pleasure to to interview you. And, and I wish that we had more time because I would love to hear more of your story. So I, I tell you what, I'm going to give you an open invitation to come back on on the podcast <laughs> and let's finish I up. I love that. Uh, that's great. I, I would definitely love to have you back on again for, for a round two. Um, there's... <laughs> It sounds like there's so many more stories that we just didn't get around to uh, to, mm-hmm. to listening to. So I, I really would like to hear some more of your stories. So, yeah, I, w- I would love to have you back on, Periality, if you'll come back on. Of course. And with this year, there's only going to be more stories added to that. So I am here for it. All right. And I'll definitely... I'll definitely send you and send you email after we after we hang up and I'll, I'll I'll get your friend's Instagram account and we'll we'll stay in touch and yeah I'm definitely gonna get you back on the podcast again so thank you for coming on the awesome. so before we we sign off in case there's somebody out there that is listening to this podcast and they want to get in touch with you maybe maybe they have a podcast and they want to interview you or Maybe they want to ask you a question or invite you to come, you know, and visit their haunted location or something like that. How can people get in touch with you? So you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, all my handles are the ghoul guide. So you can always reach, reach out to me on there. Um, I do have a Gmail account. If you feel more comfortable emailing me, um, my email is, the ghoul guide at gmail.com. So you can always send emails or send me messages on Instagram or whatever. And I will most definitely get back to you and we'll see what we can do. All right. Well, that's how you can get in touch with Courtney, the ghoul guide everywhere on, on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, what did I, did I miss something? 
No, I, I think we got it all. I think we got it all, yeah. <laughs> so Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, The Ghoul Guide. And if you want to get in touch with her, it's is it's theghoulguide at gmail.com. So uh, those are all Perfect. the ways that you can find Courtney. So Courtney, The Ghoul Guide, thank you for being my guest here <laughs> on Reality, And uh, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm definitely going to have you back on again sometime. And uh, let's 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 stay in touch. And if you ever get around to uh, uh, any southern locations, especially around the Nashville area, let me know, and um, we'll uh, we'll get together and and I'll show you around. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, if you'll uh, hang around for a minute, um, I'll uh, I'll sign us off here and. Uh, We'll talk offline here for a second. Okay. All right. Everybody, this was Courtney, the ghoul guide. If you want to get in touch with her, if you want to find out all about her haunted adventures and travels all around the mid-state area and, and the uh, the East Coast, just look her up on all of the social media, except for YouTube. She's not there yet. But uh, follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the ghoul guide. Or if you want to give her an email, ask her a question, maybe you have a haunted location you'd like for her to come visit, email her, theghoulguide at gmail.com. And once again, thank you, Courtney, the Ghoul Guide, for being my guest, the very first guest of 2022 here on Parareality. Well, everybody, that about does it for tonight. Thanks for listening, and a special thank you goes out to Courtney for agreeing to be my guest here on Parareality. It was a great pleasure to interview you, Courtney, and definitely going to have you back on the podcast at some point in time. But before I close it out, I want you guys to listen to one more thing. Do you like being scared? Does the fear of your threat tightening fear leaving you unable to scream excitement? If the answer to these questions is yes, then you should listen to Scared to Death, stories of suspense, science fiction, and the horror. Scared to Death airs the third Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Tune in for the fright of your life. are going in the world? Have you always wanted to save whatever was on your mind without having to listen to someone bitch about it or suffer any repercussions? Well, me too. That's why I created the Set It Off podcast. I'm sick and tired of the stupidity that's going on around here, and I'm going to let everybody know how I feel about it. So hop on board this train and fasten your seatbelt because I'm about to set it off. Set It Off can be heard on your favorite podcast station. New episodes drop on the fourth Friday of every month at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. You never know what I'm going to say next. Well, everybody, I really hope that you enjoyed tonight's episode of Parareality. If you want to leave a 
comment about it or anything else about the podcast, let me tell you how you can get in touch with me here because there are a few different ways you can do it. And here we go. The best, quickest, and easiest way is to email me. My email address, of course, is sandman at parareality.com. That's sandman at parareality.com. Or you can find me on my social media accounts. First of all, we got Facebook. You can find me at the official Parareality Podcast Facebook page at facebook.com slash sandman.parareality. That's facebook.com slash sandmanparareality. You can post a message on my wall there or slide right into my DMs and send me a message on Facebook at any time. And if you have a Twitter or an Instagram account, you can follow me on both of those. My username or both accounts is at Radio. That's at Radio. You can always post me there. Post me there. You can always post a message there or slide into my DMs right there on Instagram and Twitter. And finally, you can always call the podcast here at The Secret Bunker at 615-692-1170 and leave me a message on the studio line. But I want you to remember this. If you do decide to call and leave me a message, you are giving me permission to play your comment back on the podcast. So if you don't want that to happen, you'll need to let me know somewhere in your message. I'm always looking for interesting stories for the podcast. So if you've got a story that you'd like to get on the show, you can email me. You can send me a DM or whatever, let me know about your story, or you can just leave it to me over the voicemail. That number to call is 615-692-1170. Now, remember, if you're going to leave me a voicemail message, uh, there's a three-minute time limit on that voicemail. So if you run out of time, call back, pick up where you left off. So those are all the different ways that you can get in contact with me, Sandman, here on Parareality. And also, please don't forget to visit my website, parareality.com. That's a place where you can keep up on all the latest paranormal news from all around the world. I've got an entire page of the website devoted to the paranormal news, and that content is updated just about on a daily basis. It's under the Para News tab on the website. You can also shop in the Parareality store. By the way, I just found out that I had a broken link on the Parareality uh, store there on my website. Didn't know that about that until I was just, uh, you know, doing some regular website checks. I, I don't, um, like frequently look at the website for, um, like broken links and stuff like that, uh, on a, uh, like weekly basis. I do it like, uh, every month or every other month. I probably should be a little bit better at that, but, uh, I just found out the, the link for the Parareality store is broken, but that's fixed now. So, uh, you can, Feel free to shop in the Parareality store. You can watch some of the terrible videos that I've made for the podcast over the years and listen to the podcast also archives also. Uh, they're under the archives are under the of course the archives section. I got tons of audio on the website from the various incarnations of Parareality throughout the years, along with my other podcast that I just played the commercial for, set it off and scared to death. You can find all of that content 100% for free on the archive section 
of the website. That's parareality.com. Please make sure you check that out. Parareality can be heard on your favorite podcast station. Just search for Parareality. That's all you got to do, or Parareality Podcast. If you've got a smart speaker and you've got your podcast uh, station activated on your smart device, you can listen there too. If you've got any of those podcast skills, just say, hey, play the Parareality Podcast. I've also got a YouTube account, and you can listen to the podcast on YouTube there. Believe it or not, I have a lot of people who listen to the podcast on YouTube. I upload all the audio to my YouTube channel, and it's also got some great videos like some UFO and paranormal documentaries. Um, I've got uh, some chemtrail videos and some other stuff that I've made throughout the years. Plus, it has some of those those horrible, horrible videos that I did for my, my web show that you guys already know about. So to find that channel, all you got to do is go to YouTube.com and do a search for Parareality, or you can just go directly to the channel, which is YouTube.com slash user slash Parareality1. That's the number one. Not spelled out, it's the number one. YouTube.com slash user slash Parareality1. So those are all of my website, social media accounts, all the ways you can get in touch with me. Remember, the quickest and easiest way is probably just to email me, sandman at parareality.com. Once again, thank you to Courtney for being my guest on this special episode of the podcast, and I really, really hope to have you back again sometime soon. Everybody, the next episode of Parareality will air on February 18th at 8 o'clock p.m. Central U.S. time, so make sure you turn on... Tune in and find out. I hope that this podcast opens your mind up to new ways of thinking, expands your consciousness, and produces a change in the way you see the world. If you wish to change, you must lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I hope that you have a wonderful evening an even better weekend, and I will see you all again on February 18th. Good night, everybody. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. <laughs>